Hey guys, thanks for listening, and welcome to episode 7 of Will and Grass. As always, I'm your host, Alex Walsh. Another fun one for you guys this week, as we sit down with our first return guest for our first two-parter episode. Comedian Jake Cambrin from episode 2 returns for another smoke sesh with us, as well as episodes The Unsinkable Mommy Adler and Big Brother is Coming Part 1 and 2. You guys might have noticed that this episode is a little late and we didn't release it as soon as some of our more recent episodes. Normally I put these out raw and I don't really do much editing, but the thing about this one is Jake and I were both getting over sicknesses and there was a lot of coughing in between that I thought I would try and spare you. While I was editing though, unfortunately, I discovered that about an hour into the episode our mic cuts out for about 10 minutes. Um, I really don't know how to get this audio back, so unfortunately it's just a bit of a lost episode chunk. Um, it's only for about 10 minutes, and I don't think you miss much. Um, I'll jump in and fill you in on what you missed when we get to that. Being that it also has been a minute since we recorded, and Jake is always very funny, I just wanted to take a quick second and throw in a couple plugs. If you want to see him around Denver performing some of his awesome comedy, you can catch him on June 19th at Tennyson Taproom, July 1st at Don't Wake Dad at Hooked on Colfax, July 13th at Rising Sun Distillery, and Jake did wind up advancing to the wild card round of the New Faces contest at Comedy Works, so keep an eye out for that, as well as his podcast, The First Date Podcast with Jake Cameron. I don't want to keep you guys from the fun any longer, so let's get to it. Cue the disclaimer. Before we started the episode, I just wanted to throw in a disclaimer that says we are recording in a legal state, and Michael and I are both certified to work in the cannabis industry. It will be an explicit podcast, so if you don't enjoy weed, swear words, or any of the fun things in life, really, then this probably isn't the show for you. For all the rest of you, thanks for stopping by, and let's smoke. When you were here before, couldn't look you in the eye, you're just like an angel. Big two-parter. We're getting into family ties, and Will literally threatens to strangle Grace with a tie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alex Walsh, as always, here with my co-host, Michael Hooks. How are you today, Michael? Doing all right. Thank you for asking. Here with us today again, coming to us from very far away, comedian Jake Cameron. Howdy ho! <laughs> Welcome back, G. Appreciate you being here. I guess that makes you Mr. Hanky of the show. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll the Christmas poop. <laughs> yeah, you have a long uh, commute to get here. We appreciate you coming to yeah, see Down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this joint is hard to hit. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Where'd you get this? It's uh, a dispensary to roll it. It's a dispensary to mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little tough to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about how to roll this. Oh, no worries. What is it? 
Uh, it's blueberry. Blueberry. Just classic blueberry. Many strains come from that. So, we watched uh, The Unsinkable, uh, Bobby Adler, and Big Brothers Coming Part 1 and 2, our first two-parter episode. Um, you know, usually we start out the show by asking the question, you know, about the first time you smoked weed and all of that, but since we've done that with you before, uh, I'm going to start with a different question. Can you think of, like... One of the favorite times, or one of like your best memories, smoking weed, or just being high. I guess you're free to interpret the question how you feel in that regard. Uh, I guess like I just remember being a teenager, being bored. It's getting high and hanging out with your friends at Walmart is usually pretty funny. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing we used to do sometimes, especially like the winter time. There's nothing to do. You just go into Walmart and, like, people watch. And, uh, and like, uh, for Halloween, you get to fuck around with the costumes and shit like that. Play uh, with lightsabers. Yeah. That's a pretty fun place. Yeah. yeah. That's what we, we yeah. That's, I remember many a time uh, going to just get high and then get something at Walmart, but mostly just fuck around. <laughs> high <laughs> in Walmart and looking at shit after school. I definitely remember that time in my life, for sure. Here, folks, Walmart. It's a pretty fun place. Yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just picturing like the little, uh, like the little yellow ball guy that they used to have, like him with like red <laughs> eyes and shit. It's like, hey, we're for stoners too. <laughs> I feel like I remember seeing that on like a T-shirt or something, or. I mean, yeah, I guess like the a smiley face or the red eyes yeah. doesn't just have to be Walmart. There wasn't really a uh, yeah, but a heavy, innovative yeah. logo mascot in that regard. They not had the particular curve pattern, though. You know, the, the trademark. Not like Geico, <laughs> you know. They just had so many mascot pitches they couldn't settle on one. So they have five different mascots. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, it was the, the guy. I don't know. We're not going to get into the commercials. <laughs> what about you on that question? Favorite uh, my memory? favorite memory, like, as a kid? Or, like... Well, yeah, just one of your favorite memories of just, like, getting high, just, like, smoking weed. Just, I don't know. So, uh... There was this little state park that had like this tiny little island and on this little island was a little building that a bunch of my friends used to run out so that they could play like their punk rock shows and I remember going out there and just getting high as fuck and there was a TCBY which um uh have you ever been to one of those yeah it's frozen yogurt yeah I remember getting really high and getting those and just sitting there listening to people try to play guitar <laughs> just be stoned as fuck like uh, what? this is awful do they know that they're bad <laughs> making a very stoned face oh yeah sorry Michael doing the you know 
John Belushi, Animal House, Guitar Smash. <laughs> you know, the classic. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Which has always been a dream of mine, I gotta say. Yeah. I just want to be able to smash a guitar, but mm. I don't have disposable income to smash a guitar, yeah. and I, I'm just not mean enough to... To smash someone else's yeah. guitar. That's the part so, they don't tell you is yeah, you, you gotta pay for it if you do that to someone. Exactly. So. But I would just want to like, peace out and toss them like two bills and you know, like, <laughs> like later. Hopefully it's a shitty guitar if that's all you're paying. <laughs> it's acoustic, some shit acoustic guitar. Yeah. I feel like now that we're all on this topic too, I feel like my one of my favorites is uh, just playing rock band in my room. It was high school, and it was like me and my one friend. We'd smoked before. I'd been smoking a little longer. My other friend had smoked a little bit, and then our other friend had not smoked at all before. This was the first time we got him high, and we just kept smoking. And we were singing the song fucking uh, Creep from Radiohead. Oh, I was singing because I had to do the singer. It was my thing, but everyone always made me do that. And they got to play the instruments. And then... uh, (laughs) uh, Sounds like there's a little bit of resentment there. (laughs) Not resentment. It's my thing. Everybody got to play the instruments. I was just saying. (laughs) (laughs) If I wanted to play drums every now and then. (laughs) <laughs> and then like I don't know there's something about it we all just had this thing like cause they get to, we got to the lyric your skin makes me cry and I don't know what it was and I don't even know that it can be funny but it was just I remember we all just like cracked up laughing cause I my buddy was like what the fuck does that mean and I was just like I fucking knew you were gonna say something about that line and we just laughed for like 10 minutes straight about it just that <laughs> line just, your skin makes me cry and I just that's <laughs> definitely a high moment yeah, that's, that's like not that ordinary <laughs> but in your guys's heads it was just so it was funny and then we all just saw it coming and we just knew he was gonna say something and it was just so funny. And it was just, what the fuck does that... There was, I don't know. And then I can also think of one of my favorite drunk memories, too, from playing that game, which I'm, like, that age, too, which is when I was singing again. And I realized, like, I was just too drunk to try and hit the pitches and sing the actual lyric. So I just started making groaning noises into the mic. And I was just like... And then I got, like, a perfect score or something. What? Just, yeah, because you just had to, like, match the, like, as it goes up and down uh, on the screen. Yeah, so. the Yeah, the pitch. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that was fun. I could probably do a whole podcast on things I did when I was drunk, too. <laughs> uh, uh, what's what do you think? You want to put that on that? What? What is that? That is rosin. Rosin? Mm-hmm. It's good for wall topping. Comes in a little makeup container. Yep. Comes in a handy-dandy little makeup container. There's so many different weed objects displayed right now. It's yeah, ridiculous. Do what you want with that. It's your, <laughs> it's your little dab thing there. There's definitely a lot of concentrate. I'm going to take this little... Looking items. Yeah, I got, got the some. Nectar collector. Yeah, I got some fresh turps. Have you ever dabbed fresh turps? I, I mean, it's 
Sounds like a super Colorado. <laughs> it's like this whole like Got fresh turks breath. Yeah, yeah it's maybe, fresh turks breath. Exactly. Got them fresh turks breath. Dude, get them fresh turks breath. Where's Mikey? I can hear him, but I don't see him. Got my Bart Simpson dab tool there. Yeah. That'd be cool. Very nice, very nice. I'm moving. So, just let's get into it. The unsinkable Bobby Adler. Wait, is it's Mommy Adler? Is it Mommy yeah, Adler? That's yeah, Mommy Adler. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, her name is Bobby. Her name's Bobby, so is I got it mixed uh, up. Is there, maybe, yeah. I just, maybe I'm the dyslexic one or something. No, I'm probably just <laughs> putting the name to No, it, it did say Mommy Adler. I think that okay. makes more sense, yeah. Oh, the joint, I just knocked it out. It's all good. We've had a lot of joints. Yeah. It was like a four joint with the two-parter. Yeah. We did uh, that. I also ate some edibles here. Yeah. Some cookies. Yeah. So, let's see how we can piece together a podcast from this train wreck coming (laughs) our way. (laughs) You know what the first note that I have is? What? Which tells me that I wasn't really paying that much attention whenever whenever the episode first began. Uh, Star Wars with an exclamation point. Yes. <laughs> but actually, Star Wars is worth mentioning, because, like, the thing of it is, so, uh, premise of this episode, I guess, um, Grace's mom coming for a visit, played by Debbie Reynolds. Right, um, absolutely. Mother of Carrie Fisher, notorious, uh, for kind of always trying to be the bigger star than her daughter, but, like, never really... Up until her dying day, really. She died. She just held out right until one day after Carrie. <laughs> so, <laughs> um... But in that, I just kind of thought that it was interesting to start out the episode that you first see Debbie Reynolds before you even... She's even revealed to be there to make the first... and possibly, like, the only Star Wars reference we've heard on this show. Right. And the, the reference to the daughter's biggest movie that she can't even escape in her own episode. So right. I thought that was an interesting choice. But I do love the Star Wars reference in that scene. So, yeah, classic, you know, apartment open there. I ha- My first note is uh, Jack's Little Prince. <laughs> he just has a little shopping bag and he comes prancing in. Oh, that just... tiny little black bag. Yeah, and he's it like holding it so like well. an older woman, like crossing, <laughs> like an old lady crossing her street with or her like coin purse. Locks or yeah, like, like, like he's a prancing. Like he's got a little prance. <laughs> but, um. The other note I had too, though Jack, Grace, and Will all hanging out here. Which I love, because uh, yeah. we really are starting to see that more. And honestly, I found that you see that a lot more, actually, than you usually do in these two episodes. Since the Will on Ice episode that we watched with Billy Joe in the last Blue and Grass episode. Um, and, I, th- you know, as I've been saying since the beginning, that's the show I like. And I really found these to be, like, really enjoyable episodes. I enjoyed watching them. I don't have as many notes, but that's also because I just feel like I was enjoying the show more. Um, you know, really being into the guest stars, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Was Okay, well, we'll get into that one more um, as we get into the two-parter. Um, <coughs> but the Star Wars episode here is... Uh, or not the Star Wars episode. The Star Wars <laughs> reference here is uh, 
it's that C-3PO is gay. And, uh... And well, first, you... there's the uh, Jabba the Hutt reference. She says that she's not Star Wars again. I'm dreaming about Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> and uh, Jack says, well, of course you are because you're living with him. Okay. I missed that part then. Yeah. I just caught more into the C-3PO as a gay robot. Because... <laughs> Who has it ever? gotta have a point. About C-3PO being gay? Yeah. Yeah, I thought <laughs> C-3PO had for a robot. Robots in general being gay. <laughs> what does he say about it? He does like an impression. He's like, I'll too, I'll too. Like, uh, I'll too. I don't remember what well, he said. I guess it's so like, just there are a lot of like, fey robots that are just like, they're pretty pathetic for robots. Yeah, if a robot's like, not killing you... Like, why would you program it to just be like, oh, like, worried, like, worried all the time and shit like that? That's fair. And it feels like, you know what I'm trying well, to... Well, Anakin did create C-3PO, so Yeah. There is Maybe that. Into a weird little, like... <laughs> well... You know, I also feel like there's a theme where it's like, alright, either the robot's gonna kill man, and if it's not gonna kill man, it's gonna be gay man. <laughs> there's Robots like just very, gonna if they're not up. gonna kill, but it's what you're saying, it's like, there's like a weird line of like effeminate robot characters, yeah. like when you think about it, yeah. and so in that you're just like, well maybe that's the thing, it's like either they're gonna be killing machines like Terminators, or they're just gonna be like little feminine pussy boy manservants. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> built them to be subservient to us. <laughs> and, like, nice and British. If you could choose a voice for your robot, what would your robot, like, a celebrity to voice your robot? Who is your robot would you voice by? Is that just an open question to the floor, or are you asking our uh, Open our question to both of you. Since he did travel so far, I think, I think honestly we should get... Yeah. You gotta catch your flight back, so... <laughs> what? So, if you could pick a celebrity... <coughs> oh, it's my, yeah. my go. If you could pick any celebrity <coughs> to voice your robot. <coughs> oh, God. Like, that makes me really want to do an impression... Do an impression. I, what? Do an impression. I was just, I was just thinking uh, Aziz, only, but only because I'm thinking of Do Pete it. Holmes's. Do it. He's like, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> that's the, that's like Pete Holmes's Aziz, basically. But I'm trying to think of like something some pasta. What? Some pasta. I can't do Aziz. Yeah, man, yeah. Man. Cold Cold stone. Yeah, Pucks and red. I can't, yeah, I can't. Guys. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> okay, now do Matsukis. Matsukis. Yeah. Oh. Uh, do do Matsukis talking about Will and Grace. I'm a robot. Do you understand how crazy that is? Do Matsukis talking about Will and Grace. Will and Grace. This show is gay. Like... <laughs> But I had a boner throughout. <laughs> Let me tell you. That <laughs> Grace and Karen giving me ragers all day. <laughs> all day. <coughs> Can't uh, 
That was fantastic. All right, oh, now, you got it. All right, I got to do one more because I know your best imp- your best impressions. Do John Oliver talking about Willie Grace? I don't even know how what John Oliver. A second. Like this. Oh, I gotta guess. I think like uh, something like John like, Oliver off, talking about Willie Grace from, from last week tonight. Yeah. I got that's that's hard to think of a bit that quickly, but it's been like <laughs> Improv, something. Man. Like, uh... Thank you very much. That would... That would be like Will and Grace with no gay characters. <laughs> <laughs> something... Something like that. <laughs> uh, yes, Will, I'm straight. Yes, Grace, I'm straight. We have straight lives. <laughs> Cancelled after one season, I suppose. <laughs> uh, it's hard to I'm no, still getting over being sick That was good That was good I'm sorry to put you on the spot But I just Charles had to As Sweet. soon as we got into the Whole impression thing I had to it's more, it's, uh, I had to explain your impressions For my sound bites <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I'd love to see some sound bites With that It'd be hilarious if I just marketed it and I didn't say it was you. I just said, here's what John Oliver had to say about the Will and Grass podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what fucking... (laughs) William Defoe would voice my uh, robot, by the way. William Defoe would voice your robot. I think I'd go with James Spader. That was the first thought in my head. I just feel like well, it'd basically be Ultron from <coughs> that Avengers movie. I suppose. <laughs> I just like the idea that if I needed it to him, wait, hold on, can I change mine? Yeah, it's a completely hypothetical no, it's situation. Already put in your request for the robot <laughs> factory. Yeah. So no, I you can't. Already <laughs> made the mold, dude. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Robin oh, Williams okay. would be a good robot. So too. what? You, were, you don't know what you didn't have one to change it to. You just wanted to change it. You weren't up for William Defoe. Because the my real reasoning is probably for James Spader is probably why you wouldn't want William Defoe to. Because when I think about it, it's like, well, he'd be intimidating, but I could also get him to be kind of soothing if I was anxious, you know? And William Defoe would just be worried. You know, you hear him in the night. And I feel like he would have weird robot breathing. And be like, why is it breathing? It's a robot. <laughs> why, why does it need to respirate? It doesn't have lungs. What is it doing? Oh my god! No. Um. Actually, I wanted it to. I wanted to change it to Lewis Black, but that would. I, that would get so old. <laughs> that would be, be so awful. <laughs> that would so be hilarious. Cool. Like for a day. No, that would always be funny. Always. Shit! I'm a robot. I feel like I'm going to be robot pals and hang out with this thing all the time. I want it to have a voice for multiple times, you know, different times. I mean, you know, James Spader, you get the narrating purposes if you ever want to have, like, an outgoing message. You know, you got that. (laughs) I guess Lewis Black could do an outgoing message, but could he, you know, like, narrate a documentary you put together about zebras? Yeah. And that would be funny as fuck. All right, fair enough. I stand corrected. <laughs> All right, I just thought of a super dumb scenario. I'm really high. Would you rather have to live with a robot that has a super annoying voice 
or you have to continuously run from a really weak, annoying robot Terminator style for the rest of your life. Or like, what was the first one? Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> you have to live with a robot that has a really annoying voice, like the most annoying celebrity or like person you could possibly think of. Like it's useful. It's just super fucking annoying. Like it's it's basically like living with somebody you hate, or you have to be chased, like Terminator style, by a really weak. By a really weak robot. <laughs> so when you That's say like, really weak robot, is it like, like are you in danger of dying from it? Yeah, but it's not something that you constantly like. Like you can disable it sometimes, but it'll always come back. Like you always have to watch your back because it can kill you if it gets in the right. If it. If it gets at That's you long enough, well, does the robot? So you have to be wary. Does that robot have a personality too? I don't know. Is it like one of those relationships <laughs> where you know it's like he's my nemesis, but there's respect there, and I so guess, when we yes. meet, we have this kind of like little banter before <laughs> we start fighting it out. I guess so. All right, I'll, I'm in We're for the banter. I'm in for the robot. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Just super high. Uh, well, you know, I, I, yeah, I drove us way off topic there, and I can't defend that. <laughs> um, so, Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she passed away this year. <coughs> the day after Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Oh, Carrie Fisher. That sucks. Rest in peace. That was cool to see her. Yeah. She played a great character. One of the, uh... She'll be back. Definitely reoccurring character. Cannot say the same about episodes two's guest star, but we'll get to that. <laughs> I'm not even sure who's a guest star at that point, actually, but let's get to that, too. <laughs> um, so, C-3PO's gay. They make that whole bit. And in the middle of that, and them all hanging out in the apartment, they start checking the messages. No, um, there's a call that comes in. And they screen it. And it oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're screening the call, and then it goes to the messages, and it's a very musical message from Grace's mother, um, or what is revealed to be Grace's mother, um, singing the whole time, and then kind of talking over it, making little comments. She calls Um, it the Grand Apple instead of... That's right, yeah. I don't have a ton of notes on the call itself, but uh, I did love, I just laughed when after the whole long message and all the different songs and little Grand Apple and all that, Jack's reaction to it immediately is just, who the hell is that not? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, just the way Sean Hayes delivered that line definitely made me laugh out loud there. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. And that's what yeah. I mean. Like, it's something about them all being together. Like, just... It's better. I like the follow-up line to it, too, because when Grace says, that nut was my mom, he says... Because <laughs> he's been making all the jokes and stuff, remember? He does the danger Grace Adler. He does the the fucking uh, Lost in Space robot. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so you were good at that. <laughs> I missed that. Um, one, one of the funny things about that, like, scene two, and it's a theme throughout these episodes that I've seen... It's, is that there is so much prop work 
with this show, the amount of prop comedy that they utilize is hilarious to me. With Definitely. Like, I think they're, like, using, like, oven mitts and spatulas to, like, make all their points at the beginning of the scene because they're, like, cooking again. They're, like, right. always cooking. And I feel like they're always using, like, cookie utensils and shit like that as props for their jokes to rip on each other. <laughs> like that. I feel like that is definitely a theme that carries throughout the show. Definitely. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. Well, that and just the clothes themselves, which lots of outfits to talk <laughs> yeah. about yeah. on this one. Some serious, uh, yeah, just peacocking going on and just bizarre fashion choices. Uh, so Grace's mom is coming. Oh, you know what? My next note is actually Grace is dressed like my mom. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so she was dressed like my mom in that scene. Um, yeah, so that case in point, Star Wars reference in the Debbie Reynolds episode. <coughs> so yeah, it's a big reveal that Grace's mom's going to town. Uh, credits. And then we're in Grace's office, if I'm not mistaken, after that's the next scene. I thought, wait. I thought the next scene, they were in uh, the apartment and Grace, she was like talking about her mom's shield and her deflector and all that stuff. And then then she steps in. There's a long long episode after it, so it's fair we missed some. So yeah, the... The that, mom that's is the big entrance right there, right? Yeah, that's the entrance. Because I, I have I Ethel Merman entrance for Grace's mom. Right. And see, I didn't really have. I see, I know, right? Her initial entrance actually didn't have much like impact on me. What I actually had more was her introduction with Karen, which I loved. But yes, so Debbie Reynolds, big entrance, storms into the apartment. What do you have written down? I'll let you take the. <laughs> oh, that was that was basically all that I had yeah. down there. So we meet. And to... change your shoes. Yeah. So then, do you have anything for that scene at all? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know how you do your notes, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, writing more general shit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. She also makes the joke about not having a panty line because she has no panties. Debbie Reynolds knows. Wasn't that one? No, okay. She makes she talks to makes a couple panty line references. She's very yeah. she's very brashy bra. Yeah, yeah, brashy. Yeah. Who yeah. likes talking panties. about her panties? Yeah. Um. Flirts <laughs> with the waiter and yeah. And so, um, in that though, the next scene though that I have written down that I love is they're at Grace's office. Yep. And I. Uh, Karen is talking... Was it about Rosario? Getting, yeah, she's getting her... Stu- yeah, she said Rosario's getting her stomach stapled. And she's like, oh, she's getting her stomach stapled or whatever. And she's like, no, honey, I am. So Karen's forcing her maid. Rosario's her maid. Yeah. That was unclear to you to get stomach surgery. Her stomach stapled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she thinks her maid's too fat, which is just kind of fantastic. Mega Mulally is also just coming into the Karen character more and more. I can see that a lot more. As they get closer to the end of this season, they're, they're, each character is finding themselves. Um, and so then Debbie Reynolds again comes in. This time, Oklahoma... Uh, I think is the song, or maybe it's 
I don't know. It's good morning, good morning. And then the thing I love about it, though, is that this time Karen just joins in. She loves it. She's all about it. She starts in the... uh, they start dancing together, and I just love it. It's as if they're choreographed. So uh, Megan Mullally, I feel like, does just have this uh, same kind of star power in that regard. It just she, I mean, she's done Broadway, I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> I definitely love that. Um, and then uh, what do I have? And then after that, Jack makes a grand entrance of his own, which was... Just stop everybody and let, I don't remember what he exactly says, but it's a big reveal and he goes, here's what, 45 minutes of butt aerobics will do, my ass, and then he just, as if it's just this big reveal, he wants everybody to see what his ass looks like after oh, working yeah. out, and the thing I have written down was just like, what was he hoping for in that regard on that one? I <laughs> love that Karen was back there around the clapping like. Exactly, and I guess that's what he was thinking. I just love the idea, though. You know, I like the idea of just what's going on in Jack's head because it's an entirely different world than just what he's... It's a show where he's the star at all times <laughs> in his head, but really it's the Will and Grace show at all They're times. They're all pretty self-centered. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> at some point I have it written down, too. Yeah, it's just that... Like, everyone is constantly fondling each other in that office. Like, yeah. that is where the most, like, heavy touching and, like, like physical bits, sexual harassment sexual bits happen. <laughs> it's as if, like, Jack goes there just to get fondled after his workout just by Karen. And then, like, then Debbie Reynolds gets in on it and she starts feeling his ass and everything and she's into it. And, like, it's, so, she's, it's just everyone's constantly fondling each other in that scene <laughs> in that office I mean specifically like they always do on this show but I'm noticing like it's specifically at that office and maybe it's just because that's where you see Jack and Karen the most like interact but they're sexually charged places man I guess <laughs> especially when you're friends so just like just and you don't do any heat. work ever <laughs> oh. well that scene's also where the whole like uh Debbie Reynolds pitches um, Will and Grace getting married. Yeah, I guess that's a big plot point to touch on, yeah? Yeah. Maybe yeah, that's, that's the entire episode's premise. Uh, yeah, that's not a stupid <laughs> scenario, yeah. Which they, yeah, in the end they realize that it's all fucking stupid, but they do get ridiculous about yeah, it. Absolutely. And it's totally self, it's all like a self-centered thing about Grace. Like, who gives a fuck? This is... She gets all... Isn't that kind of always, like, a self-centered thing? It's like one of them gets flustered about something. Grace or Jack. You hurt my feelings about some crazy idea I had in my head. (laughs) Like, feed my insanity. (laughs) Like, Like, make my ego feel good. That's what it seems like a lot of these characters are begging for from each other. What? <laughs> um, More weed. The thing that I also feel like to be on this episode is there's not much to say about the storylines themselves. They're not very impactful. <laughs> yeah, I have been, I have been written down that like it seems like a lot of the show, the scenes just devolve down into a gay roast, basically. <laughs> 
where it just turns into them just like roasting each other to the point where they hurt each other's feelings. And then it's like, all right, we need to pull back a bit. Well, definitely. Like, well, some of them, though, it's just like, uh, well, the brother episode and stuff. It feels like that storyline was at least more important. But, like, the, so Jack and Karen's storyline, too, is the more just that Karen thinks she might be pregnant. You know, and the, the emotion's not there. You don't really care about that storyline so much. It's fun to watch them interact together in that regard. But in terms of the storyline itself, no, I didn't think Karen was going to have a baby. I didn't think Will and Grace were going to get married. So it's just it's not impactful in terms right. of anything in their lives, really. So, But it was funny. Some good physical bits. Ridiculous outfits. Um, so, yeah, what else do we have to say on the, the fact that... What did you have on the marriage thing? Anything? <coughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry, I'm getting over getting sick. Uh, I didn't really have anything else. Uh, yeah, just that Karen might be pregnant. Yeah, no, I meant yeah. um, on them getting married, though. Oh. Like, I just... You were the one who brought this. Oh, sorry, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, just... Yeah, that was all just... Exactly. The See, where... there's not much to be said about the storyline itself, and that's why it was almost, like, easier Grace to laughs passion. at it. Yeah, she laughs at it. She thinks that... So, like, Grace almost thinks that her mom's going to give her, you know, a lot of shit about, you know, living with Will and tell her she needs to move out. I, thought it was fu- I did kind of think it was funny that the idea was that her mom was basically like, just give up, like... Don't look for a passion because you're not going to find that. Just find somebody that you're good friends with and then just fuck whoever you want on the side. I feel like that comes... I mean, I do feel like that is a common theme with the mother character as we go into it. I feel like she's constantly telling her to settle as long as she gets married to someone. Like, I feel like later... Well, I mean, classic Jewish mom trope, I suppose. But yeah, to marry the gay guy, that's definitely... Yeah, she says, the sex won't always be a part of it for long. You just gotta stop having sex. It always breaks down to being friends or something like that. Right. That's what she said. This is a fucking hilarious thing for a mom to say to a fucking daughter. (coughs) She's still pretty horny, though. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) You gotta wonder if they knew if they were writing this for Debbie Reynolds or she just fit the part perfectly after they wrote it. You know, if they were, like, we're writing this, like, or for, like, Eliza Minnelli, Debbie Reynolds kind of type, like, or just, <laughs> it just worked out that way. They got a name for that. Um, <laughs> this isn't the one with, uh, no, I have that written down. That's in the next episode. Um, so, what did I write? So then again... <laughs> Next scene, too, or maybe not next scene, but there's a scene where they're all playing poker now at the apartment. Um, the other thing is, too, you know, there's usually someone else at the poker table, but I guess Will killed everybody else he could get to that game. Yes. <laughs> so it's... Uh, they're looking for new people. Grace's mom, Karen, Jack, but yeah, they're in down. Everyone's hanging out again. And you can see that the show is starting to take that shift since the ice skating episode. They're going to start being in there, and that's when they start enjoying it more. The little quips, Karen sitting on the counter drinking martinis straight from the shaker, you know. <laughs> or wait, is that that episode? Yeah, pretty sure. Is that when they're playing yeah. poker? Yeah, I think yeah. so. 
I know she was being made fun of for being dumb. I don't know. They have there the parties. I might be mixing it up. I might be mixing it up with the party scene in the second episode, but either way. Yeah, because I, mean, I think that's when they're making the cake for the party. Yeah, so I mean, either way. Drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Karen's always going to drink in her hands. She's always getting drunk. <laughs> I mean, Karen's drunk and high. Well, everybody's kind of always getting drunk because. Um, whenever they go out to that lunch, whenever Will Grace and, uh, her mom all go out to that lunch, um, Grace and her mom are both sitting there with martinis. Yeah. A bit of an alcohol problem emerging yeah. here. Right. From all of them. I guess that's true. They are all wasps, so I guess that's yeah. just part of it for sure. Yeah. Um, so... Getting into that, too, so I guess the idea is, yeah, they're all going out to lunch here, and, uh, because, or wait, when is, so I guess now, the big thing to mention is, because in the scene before this, um, it's brought up, while they're all playing poker, to Will, that Grace's mother thinks they should get married, which, uh, Grace and Will start laughing about it in front of everybody, making jokes, um, I have it written down that Will and Grace love improv, and they're actually pretty good at it because they start doing a whole little bit. Of, what if they were married? And you know, um, roasting each other. Yeah, they always doing these little bits. The next series episode starts off with a little bit of theirs too. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and uh, in that though, eventually it kind of escalates into Will saying, "I wouldn't even marry Grace if I were straight." Which is just kind of a shitty fucking thing to say. I don't know why you would say that to everybody. <laughs> Especially your best friend. Like, I wouldn't marry... It's basically saying I wouldn't marry you if you were the last man on earth, blah, 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 whatever. Right. That whole spiel. So, um, which Grace obviously takes offense to. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh... Um, well, alright, sorry, I lost my place uh, this is where the robots definitely tangents happen because of these things, um, no, um, so the next scene is where they're at that, uh, luncheon, and, um, Grace's first question to her mom is, what did he mean by that? Yeah, what did he mean by that? Thank you. I got lost in my notes, and that helped. Yeah, and my next note is Dalmatian coat and mink, mink rat. So both Grace and her mom, too, are dressed at this luncheon like Hollywood starlets. And it's a very, like you said, they both have martinis. Grace has a black turtleneck. Again, always with the turtlenecks with them. Right. But they're definitely doing like an Audrey Hepburn thing with her, as they've referenced before, when they put her in black turtlenecks. And then she's got a Dalmatian <laughs> coat, though. And Debbie Reynolds is wrapped up in a big uh, mink or fox or some sort of sh- shawl or, or scarf, whatever the hell you would call it. Um, <coughs> sort of a furry creature-like garment. A muff cabbage? Muff, a fur muff. <laughs> muff. What did you just like saying that? Stop saying that. Is 
cover the like and storage wars or stranger things on a train. I don't know that it's the <laughs> stupidest thing I now have you know on a recording that, of me saying. You know what's dumber than that though? The whole gardener flower bullshit thing that uh, Grace and Will That conspiracy. What? What? I don't know. <laughs> No, the thing that... Uh, what happens when we have a two-parter episode. <laughs> the thing that Grace talks about that this part in the, in the episode where uh, some people are gardeners, some people are flowers, some people are stars that need the attention, and... Yeah, what the fuck? So she says she's not like her mom because her mom's a flower and she's a gardener. She's the giver. She's basically the giver in the relationship, and her mom's the taker in the relationship. Yeah, I think they're both just taking, and the well is dry, probably. It ends with her. Yeah, I just think it's funny that she thinks of herself as a giver. Yeah, I know. What have we ever seen Grace give? Anybody, anything. Yeah, she leaves the scene by like. Doing that thing where she like. See, that I do have written down, and I said that actually is a great physical bit yeah. on Never Messing part. She did sell that. So, yeah, so basically, tension arises as Will gets there, and um, it's uh, basically it's revealed that Will says, uh, You try and be the star in every relationship. And Basically so, exactly what she said to her mom. Yeah, exactly. And Grace gets annoyed, and at that point she begins to storm out. She puts on the Dalmatian coat, but just drapes it over her shoulders, right. throws on a scarf, um, puts on big uh, Hollywood starlet, Liz Taylor style glasses, and throws the scarf head up high, nose in the air, and storms out. Right. Uh, very classic... Uh, diva exit, and I do have it written down that it's actually a really great physical bit on Demo Messing's part, and she sells it really well. And uh, the scene after that, as well, though, that I did enjoy was is Jack and Karen in the uh, in the office taking pregnancy tests together and waiting for the results. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was good physical because. It shows like they're literally now in unison. Like, well, yeah, the Jack is taking the pregnancy bits, test. Yeah, they're <laughs> starting to get ridiculous. Yeah, um, so in that though, yeah, no, so Jack is has his own pregnancy test. Both of them come out negative, and they're both kind of upset. Um, Karen's like emotional, and it's hard to express what Jack is. I don't know how to... Uh, enough to get Karen to offer him his platinum card, her platinum card, to ease his grief for right. the imaginary pregnancy right. that was in his mind, I guess. He says, like, I knew it wouldn't be, pos- it wouldn't be positive, but still, I'm a little sad. Whereas yeah. Karen, I, I, you can tell she does have some want in her, I suppose, to have a child, and... Um, which provokes her to... Well, actually, her and Jack have this really sweet moment. Um, I don't know that she's not pregnant, though. She said she wasn't, and she threw it away real quick. But she didn't let him look at it. It's true, so... And she was super emotional, so she might actually have been pregnant. 
wonder if they were doing like maybe trying to be like oh maybe we'll go somewhere with that storyline because or maybe it's part of the because uh, the, the show thing, within the show that's happening behind yeah. the scenes um but well the first thing that happens there I think Whale sold that baby <laughs> she uh she calls and asks to speak to the stepkids yeah which is like the first time she's ever called to speak to the kids exactly she speaks so, to Rosario and doesn't want to speak to the kids that's true and they laugh and I mean so in that Jack and Karen do have this sweet moment so he thinks it's negative she's emotional about it and as he's kind of leaving he says um, don't hate me for doing this and he wraps his arms around her and he says I love you and then just kind of leaves and then Karen picks up the phone and she calls Stan put the, she says and she says Stan put your kids on the phone and she goes oh of course I'm serious cause Stan's obvious the unseen Stan is obviously laughing at the notion that Karen would even want to speak to the kids I like she so, I like how she flicks the phone too like she's flicking him like right yeah <laughs> Karen doesn't know how phones work. Um, yeah, she made that abundantly clear in one of those episodes. <laughs> uh, facts? Or, I know this one. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I liked the two of them together. But again, don't really care about the storyline. And again, it's maybe it's because it's unresolved. It's like, well, okay, she wasn't pregnant. There wasn't much emotion before that moment to it, so it wasn't, like, an urgency right. to, like, hide it from her husband or something, like, on the sitcom, or, like, they just broke up, and, you know, like, you know, normally when you have that kind of storyline, there's some sort of more dramatic element to it That's of true. why, and there wasn't any emotion really to it before that point, um, so if that, if... I guess maybe you're right. Maybe the writers may have been planning to go somewhere with it because they did. I did have that thought too. Where like, yeah, she didn't actually show it to him. She just kind of threw it away, and so it was like. Jack was the one that got emotional about his. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. That I mean, and that was a hilarious bit. I loved. I did love that, but yeah. this, again, yeah. So they just kind of ended on that, and there's nothing to it. And that's where I'm just kind of like, yeah, no, it wasn't a strong storyline. Right. <laughs> and then again, I, that's kind of like the last note I have, even though it's not the end of the episode, because in that, the next scene is uh, them. She's reading old diaries. That's right, yeah, she's reading old diaries, yeah, so what do you have on this? <laughs> uh, what I have written down was Grace reading old diaries, uh, Feels like she is just like her mom. She talks about being scared to be alone because she can't even get a uh, gay guy to fake marry her. <laughs> or hypothetically marry her, sorry. And, uh, so then, Will and Grace, you know, I mean, again, I don't have much on this. The storyline itself wraps up, like... Obviously, Will and Grace aren't going to get married. He comes in, apologizes like you should do in that scenario. And then, the, I mean, really, the big note that I would have to say on it is I do love Debbie Reynolds, the way she kind of exits and does this kind of last call, encore kind of thing where she, she like, leaves singing and then pops back in and does the little thing with the scarf and then comes back out. I mean, it's a very... 
classy, like, starlet, kind of, you know, yeah. big, big I'm here, kind of an owning right. room, kind of way to lead the show, and big I'm a guest star. Thank yeah, you, folks. Thank you, folks. Good night. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tossed salads and scrambled eggs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I was trying to think about like a like a Fraser and weed pun, but you can't really do it because it's, <laughs> it's one word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just can't. You just can't. Um, Fraser and, and, and we, weed. We 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 Weezer know those already things. Frayed? No. R- R- we could just. Keep making Frasier sounds in the microphone. Green salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so, any other thoughts on this episode? No, it's done. Yeah, yeah I don't have much for it. I did enjoy it, but then we should get into the next one, the two-parter. Yeah. So, why, let's get into the two-parter, maybe with uh, yeah. the dab. I'm going to take a dab here. Cool. Yeah. You want to try a terpene dab, Jay? Since you sure. Fucking should try the unification or the go time? Whatever you think is the best thing time. for me. You are the bud tender, so you, well, you, you choose the, the high time. I should have. You're technically a medical professional. That's <laughs> true, he is. <laughs> I need your professional opinion. Let me go with go time for you. <laughs> go time. I don't think you need anything that would like put you down at all right now. <laughs> yeah, I could use a little bit of a pickup before I go to bed. <laughs> right? Well, just before we jump into that episode, too. I can go to sleep on weed, but... <laughs> I mean, I can even drink coffee late. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, why am I heating this for you? You can do this. Hey, All right, Jake Tate trying his first fresh turps. Nice. So basically, it's just a really flavorful dab. <laughs> but, um, smooth, too, I've noticed. Curious what you would think. I'll have you try some, too. I think I'm going to put in some of the uh, Silver Peak Rosin, too, here in a second. Let's see about... Oh, yeah. Take some dabs of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. That's all we've done so far with it as a bowl. What do you think of that, sir? It's got a nice flavor. Yeah, exactly. A little sativa in there, too. Hell yeah, thank you. I think that this would be a good time for a break. Today's episode of Will and Grass is brought to you by Ham! Ham! You know it. We all know it. It's not the best meat. It's not the worst meat. But if your religion allows it, it does come in some pretty convenient packaging. Looking for something to spice up that mayo sandwich? Ham! Need that extra ingredient to take that salad from healthy to unhealthy? Ham! Maybe you're a little lonely and need something that's flesh-like to cuddle up with in the middle of the night. Ham! Check with your god today, and if he says it's cool, hot damn, let's try some ham! And now back to the dramatic conclusion of Will and Grass. 
tuning in to episode two, Big Brothers Coming, part one and two. We got a slattery of guest stars in this one. You made that very clear. <laughs> well, I'm really that pushing that one on you guys. You <laughs> made that bit very clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now it's on a record. <laughs> you cannot be mistaken. <laughs> Um, which actually, so, well, okay, so this episode starts out, Will and Grace doing a little, uh, department store improv there in, uh, I guess the kitchen section of, like, a, a Macy's or, like, a Williams Sonoma or something. Yeah. Uh, they're looking for a gift for Jack, with Jack, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> for a party, surprise party. It's not really, is it a surprise party? It's supposed to be a surprise Right, but Jack is planning it or making them plan him the surprise party. He wants. <laughs> he wants. Well, guest list, he wants and all that. Yeah. And again, they're they're doing a little improv, doing a little infomercial with the juicer, and that's the thing. Will and Grace, they have a deep love for improv, is what I have written and down more here. More prop work. <laughs> more prop they're, work. They're using kitchenware and shit like that. And fondness uh, for that. I have written down Grace's Julia Roberts at a rave hair. <laughs> yeah, why well, I, I have that she she's dressed like a Spice Girl, basically. Yeah. For some reason, throughout she's dressed the, like a weird teeny bopper. Throughout the whole two episodes, she's dressed like a Spice Girl. Yeah. I feel. Well, like. I feel. Yeah, I had that written down because I feel like she transitioned from Ginger Spice. Uh, later on to Scary Spice with her different wardrobe choice for some reason. I was getting that vibe. Like she was just going through the different Spice Girls and just stealing their work. Their, uh, their look. Like that was the Easter egg for this two-parter. Seeing <laughs> 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 the transition into all the different Spice Girls. That's hilarious. <laughs> that would be some shit that would be wild because I definitely have some I, this is where the crazy outfits really do come in there's some interesting fashion choices from all of them in this episode I feel like well not so much really Karen and Grace um, mainly Grace as usual um, I'm sure she's going to sweep the fashion awards <laughs> um, so I don't remember what the excuse is, but Jack and Will are exit the scene, and Grace is left alone. She does a, she's trying to keep the bit going with like a sales guy, yeah, um, who is just not, not into it at not all. Not happening. Yeah, he is not happening. Very and then he himself exits, and Grace is left alone and Dara shopping for the juicers again. And uh, my head Slattery comes up. John Slattery. He's been a silver fox for a while. <laughs> yeah. And ripped down. Like, he's been, he's been legit. Well, and Anderson so, Cooper-like. <laughs> sorry about this, guys. This is the part I mentioned in the intro where the mic inexplicably cut out. It's been a minute since we recorded, but after giving it a listen myself, I really can't recall you missing all that much. 
The main plot point I should just brush over is that it is revealed that Will has a long-lost brother played by John Slattery. They have been estranged for years until Grace runs into him at the department store while shopping for Jack's birthday, and she does briefly reveal to him that they are having a party for Jack coming up and that he should contact Will. I don't really remember the context for it, but somewhere in there, there was a Richard Simmons reference, and that's where we jump into our conversation. I really hope I can get this sorted out by the next episode, and I apologize again. Enjoy, guys. About how, like, Richard Simmons disappeared for a little bit, and, like... There was a podcast about that. I think there's a documentary, too. Uh, apparently, he's... There's, like... He's, like, missing. Crap but... about... His disappearance, I guess. There's like kind of gossip. <laughs> so Richard Simmons might be missing, or maybe he's uh, maybe he's out there trying to find the truth with Harrison Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be real, Jake. We got in uh, a little deeper into the killing Grace theory since the last time you were on, and. No. Harrison Garcia has not been seen since uh, we lasted, <laughs> since we recorded his episode. <laughs> that is true. But uh, we got Richard a message Simmons from him that this. leads me to believe he's alive and he's gone on a mission to find some truth in this. <laughs> that would be a noble cause. I mean, yeah. the truth is out there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we will discover what's in the vent. Is what is Richard in the vent? Also, what's in the bag? Is a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) Is he just a cartoon? Which one would you give him? (laughs) The unification. It's less sweet. I don't know, because you don't really like the like citrusy, more like sweet lemony ones. So this one's more like piney. Getting into more weed shit. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, Michael's gonna take a turp dab here. I'm gonna mix it with the rosin and see what that's like. Right. Especially because you know what that tastes like too. Right now. Yeah. It. Yeah. So I try that one. Just trying to get the what was in the go times instead of the other dropper. No. Joey, the dog in the studio, is upset that we got rid of his toy because it was squeaking in the podcast. <laughs> now you're making. He's just upset. He can't take it. <laughs> Come on down, Joey. This <laughs> is you're not old enough. He wants to be like the other people. It's just mild sativa. He's buying into the peer pressure. <laughs> no, you need indica. You're an angsty little boy. <laughs> that. Um. So, what was the next thing? Yeah, so the next thing I had was that, she, yeah, she's sitting there just drinking the martini straight from the shaker. And then, um, are they actually at the party yet? No, so they're in the apartment. So this is the thing I have, too. Um, he, Grace and Will are kind of having, I don't want to say it's an argument, but, like, heated discussion, because Will just gets heated easily. But, um, about, like, running into the brother... And trying to get him to reunite or whatever. And um, in that, there is a weird reference where, I don't know it exactly, but Grace is uh, um, trying to get uh, 
she's trying to make a point by referencing the Godfather. And she says, you know, and when, you know, <laughs> Michael Corleone found out Fredo was betraying the family and took him out on that boat, <coughs> he forgave him, and that's what mattered to Fredo. And he's like, no, what was mattered? That he shot him in the face. Yeah. And I thought that was a great <laughs> line. As if what's mattered in The Godfather is that Fredo was forgiven before he got shot in the face by his brother or yeah. whatever. <laughs> I guess he didn't actually do put the bullet in it himself. It wasn't, but... <laughs> yeah. He stood at the window. Forgiveness. While music played. It was dramatic. I'm gonna watch that now. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, and then Grace goes over to... Um, to fill Karen in and Karen stops her and goes, Honey, I barely care about Will. That's, Can you imagine that's how e- I feel about the brother? That's exactly what I have written down next was exactly that quote. And then um so then they're they're coming to the coming to the party scene here. Right. It's Jack's twenty ninth birthday party, or so we think. Um and the thing I've written down here was that too that Anybody could leave this party a victim. <laughs> yeah. One of the weird true. thing I noticed is, like, they're not interacting with any of the people in the party. Like, they're they're literally just, like, audience members for their weird drama shit going on right now. Like, they're just improv performers. Well, except Jack's little, like, uh, the little... Later, there's that scene where Jack does his little, like... Uh, I love love speech. I, I feel like it's almost a reference to something when he's up on the counter and he's like, thank you yeah. all for coming. I love you, lovers. You're all it's my lovers French. and darlings. Or whatever he says, I just love love. Uh, they, uh, fucking the, but they, it doesn't seem like they are talking to any of the people that are in the party whatsoever. Like, the, Jack just references some guy weirdly for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> and just, they're all just giving their speeches, and people are just reacting to it like they're some sort of audience. It's a show. Yeah, yeah and all the people of the part were like, it's so self-centered. At the part where he's giving the speeches and he's he's talking about how much he loves love, he hops down off the counter because Will and his brother are so loud in the back room, and all the people's heads are going <laughs> from Jack. Back to the room. Yeah. Jack, back to the room. From Jack, back to the room. Yeah. It's fucking... That's a really weird... It is a really weird dynamic. Them at a party for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Fucking, uh... All right, then. Yeah. (laughs) I thought there was more to that. I don't know. You're the one keeping up with the plot. No, you were just saying... you, You said fucking... And I thought you were going to go more into this. I thought there was more. But you said it. Um, uh, yeah, no, I feel like anybody there could be a victim. Somebody there is not leaving that apartment alive, especially with all the anger from Will's end. I mean, he literally threatens to strangle Grace with a necktie in the next scene. Yeah. No problem with that. Um, so I have corkscrew weapon written down, too. The way he's wielding the corkscrew, surveying yeah. the room, I can't help but feel like that's how he did it. Whoever he killed. But none of these people. I don't know why they were there. Maybe it was just kind of like shopping for a victim. Possibly. 
So, big dramatic reveal at the party. Despite Will's wishes, Grace has invited Will's brother, Sam. Sam, yeah, and he shows up. And Will is pissed about this and kind of storms out, goes into the other room. And I do, this is the first time we actually kind of get a glimpse into Will's bedroom. Um, We never see that. And he's kind of throwing neckties around um and at which point what is the line here i have it written down um yeah he says yeah pick the one you want me to do you want to be strangled with to grace so he's i definitely have it's a violent reaction this happens every time he gets angry immediate anger and violence yeah i have uh, written down actually as well pick the one that you want to get strangled with hashtag killing grace Hashtag killing grace. Hashtag what's in the vent. Hashtag we're with you, Harrison. <laughs> I feel like Grace is weirdly okay with him being a serial killer. Like, See, we talk her response like she's on to him, but she's not trying to blow her cover. Uh, I love that her response to which one do you want to get strangled with was, the Hugo Boss feels nice. <laughs> like, just completely Silky. okay with it. Yeah. good and then there was a strange joke there about the, the Kennedys and, like, getting married off. And he says, uh, I don't that think they care one. who the girls marry. Yeah, like, that, that was, was a good one. <laughs> I like that. That was a pretty good inside baseball. He's got these weird paintings all over the apartment, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's like <coughs> Of, like... Weed, some weird... They're, like, there. figures with, like, gashes. And then I was looking at one. I had, it's, like... What if it's human skin in the frame? Yeah, what, if that, what if that's victims? What if they're, it's like the human skin. He's recreating the their faces. Or yeah, I mean. In plain sight. Um, that would be crazy. This thing is so weird. Have you tried this yet? This weird pen. little vibrating vape pen. No. <laughs> you should try it. Sure. <laughs> it's the Indigo Pro. Yeah. You just you just hit it. It just vibrates for some reason. I don't know why. Did you ever figure out why it vibrates? Because there's a fan inside. Mm. Fancy. But yeah, so you had the same thought. Something is up with those weird pictures around the apartment, right? Yeah, that seems a little bit suspicious. They're all over the place. What's in the frame? <laughs> What's in the frame? Um... And then, so, the, another bit too happens here. And so, I never looked up Hume Chrome. Let me do that real quick, because I'm also going to look up Leslie Uggams. Anybody on Leslie Uggams? No. <laughs> Not knowing those references. Hume Chrome. Hemochrome. Home Chrome. Hume Crow. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. No. <laughs> oh, well. some obituary. Hume Crone. Is it like Cronin, maybe? Hume Cronin. Hume Cronin. Hume Cronin. So, Hume Cronin Jr. was a Canadian-American actor stage. Enjoyed all that. He's from Cocoon. <laughs> he's an old guy. He's, he's an American... 
stage and screen actor, and you had a long career, often appearing professionally alongside Jessica Tandy. So he's married to Jessica Tandy. So he's like one of those old guys, and he's in career. So why why would they be trying to squeeze juice from him? I don't get the joke. Me either. <laughs> All right, moving on. So there's another bit here though, where Karen comes in and she says, first celebrity sighting for Jack party for Jack's the 29th birthday party. Leslie Uggams just got here and then pops out of the room real quick. And then about 30 seconds later, pops back in the room and says, oh, news update, Leslie Uggams just left. And she looks kind of pissed about it. <coughs> I have to go and cut this off. <laughs> Leslie Uggams, do we know who that is? No? Okay. No. I thought she said Leslie She's Odoms. in Deadpool? This person's in Deadpool? She's, uh, Leslie Uggams is an American actress beginning her career as a child, early 50s. So all my children. Uh, oh, nice. Big Roots, I guess that's big a big fan. one. Uh, let's see, anything else that's big? All right, then. Well, she left the party just as quick as she was uh, referenced on this podcast. This is... My next note is Will's brother sucks. This guy is... Why did he come back? Because everything... So I guess the thing we haven't really talked about is the conflict. Essentially, Will, his brother, like years ago, wanted to marry a girl who Will said really didn't approve of, and Will gave his honest opinion and said he didn't think you should marry her, said she was cold and withholding, essentially. And um, in, in that, Will's brother never spoke with him again. He would leave at Christmas when at three when he knew Will was coming at four. It said, you know, so it's just he's just shitty. So why is he back to bang Grace? <coughs> Probably just that. It's like so, or no? Because what is later revealed too further as you go into the episode is that he's he's getting the divorce. So it's like, okay, so now that I'm done with my shitty wife, I guess now I'll make up with my brother. It's like, why did it have to be one or the other? <laughs> and then he comes back only to like dang his best friend and just screw everything up I mean generally I'm gonna say Will killed his brother at the end of the part <laughs> two I mean really we're, I don't, we don't see him again as far as I remember I remember it's a big enough name that I feel like I remember seeing him again so I think Will's brother's the victim and I think that was hard for him but I think he needed to remove the problem for Grace I also think Will's brother we kind of is gonna be is part of a big trigger as they go deep in the childhood. I think you know it's part of why he was a serial killer. <laughs> you know why how he became this. Yeah, bullying siblings usually have something to do with serial killers. <laughs> but uh, so there's also another line here too because when. The, Basically, Will's brother leaves the party. Grace follows him to the elevator. And uh, there's a line where she said, he said in his own words, he wants to resolve this. And John Slattery leads in and says, are you sure he said resolve? Resolve sounds a lot like revolve. Revolve this? Yeah, which makes no sense. Which is what, a gun? Yeah. 
That's what I thought. So he's alluding to Will having a violent temper, maybe shooting him, having a revolver. Yep. So that's his brother. He knows about this killer in him. But she gives him the, uh, she gives him the eye there. The thing is, the eye of shame. And uh, he comes back in to try and convince Will to have a relationship with him. And this is also when uh, Jack's little speech, as I was mentioning, is happening, too. I love love lovers. He just, I don't know. I feel like that's a reference to, like, an old movie or some kind of, like, diva Oscar acceptance speech or something in that. (coughs) (coughs) Um, And, uh, Again, this is where I have are those human skins in the frame because I saw that picture in the background. Um, Jack fainted at 30. This, that's right. So that's the big thing that is revealed. In Jack's speech, that's when that is revealed. Yeah. He talked about his birthday, 1969. Um, it's 1999 when this episode is taking place. And uh, Karen basically does the math on that and says, if you were born in 1969, that means you're 30. Jack faints. Huge shock. Leading into Jack's kind of whole subplot for the rest of the uh, second part there and everything. And then um, Grace kind of tries to resolve things between uh, Will and his brother after after the party. Um... They're kind of on the couch. Grace is in the middle, holding hands. Um, She's trying... They're kind of going through the childhood. Will in a better room. There's a girl they both like. That point is moot, obviously, she says. And um, then, basically... I mean, where did they leave that interaction off when Will leaves it? Was he still mad at that point? No. They're They're both... Okay with each other. He, he and Sam are both okay with each other. And he's going to uh, help Jack cope with the fact that he's 30 and not 29. Exactly. So, yeah, he's going to go help Jack, and which leaves uh, Grace and Will's brother, Sam, alone in the apartment. And uh, they're kind of saying goodnight. And Will's shitty brother leans in for a kiss, and... That's where the episode part one ends, and it's a big thing to be continued. Will and uh, Grace and Will's brother Sam are now banging it out, and we're into part two of the episode there. This is, I mean, do we have anything on the part one there? Yeah. The party scene, Jack's storyline, anything on that? It's just more proof that they're they're such selfish people. Like, Will made his toast about him. Yep. Made him to Will, Will made his toast all about himself. Like, had to make it dramatic. What did you have an opinion of the terpenes on that? It was good. Yeah, see, I thought you might like that one a little more. It's not such a seat. So, part two starts off. Um, where do I have that? That still continues here. Um... I think it was my outfit I had, but oh well, we'll get into it. Um, so, uh, Grace and Will's brother are banging. <laughs> and Will walks in, and the first thing he says is, I thought you were going to clean up. 
right? Good time for that, man. Which, again, I feel like, what is, I think he's talking about the person he killed at the party. Yeah, because the party's always, not cleaned up. You know the body's not cleaned well, up. Well, exactly. We've always, well, not always, but we recently, you know, we've talked to the theory that Grace okay. is actually kind of the cleanup crew. The, okay. She's the, the, the cleaner. That would make sense. Yeah, it's been posted. That's why she's so cool with joking about murder and stuff like that with him. Exactly. I think it's kind of a team. I think, actually, as we get deeper into it, I think on some level they're all into it. I think Jack's a spotter. Spotter? How do you mean? He's the one that goes out and finds people and lures them in. That would explain the party full of strangers. That would be hilarious if the whole series turned out to be a tag team serial killer <laughs> sitcom with two wacky, like, gay and, like, rich, weird voice lady sub-characters <laughs> as sidekicks. Yep. Like, that's, that's basically what it is. And it's also about... The gay community. <laughs> well, there's something else worth bringing up. It's like a lot of weird things going on simultaneously. <laughs> I think we need to put out a missing person alert, too. <laughs> when the fuck was the last time you saw Harlan? Huh. I know, I think we see him again, but what's going on with him? Where's he been? He's covering up for Will's mistake. Some of those bodies came up. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's, uh... Something going on in Texas. Yeah, to be different. fair, he could have died from a heart attack from all that Texas barbecue. <laughs> yeah, <seriously>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. They have to. They have to close. They do close out Harlan's storyline a little bit, if I remember correctly. Um, but so yeah, again, good point though. You're supposed to clean up. Clean up what? Clean up the fucking people so I can put their skin in the frames. <laughs> Hashtag what's in the frames. <laughs> um, and then so they she, he walks in. She's wearing uh, like a silky kimono thing, and uh, she's pretending she's all um, she's blushing. She's sweaty, obviously, because she had sex with his brother, but he doesn't know that, so she tries to cover it up. And in this time, Grace is not so good at the improv. She said she had a really intense dream where she was on a fishing boat and she turned into a chicken. <laughs> That's super intense, Grace. Good one. Good yeah. cover-up on that. You idiot. Do so <laughs> <laughs> <Stupid> it, idiot. There's <laughs> no reason to yell at the poor girl. <laughs> She's banging his brother. That's kind of shitty. After well, I mean, this that's, that's kind of a reason to yell. <laughs> yeah. I guess you're right. <laughs> My fault. She didn't clean up the murder. They're both going to take them all down. She's she was too busy banging the brother. Uh-huh. All right, I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> got to bang it out. <laughs> that is true, though. Sometimes you just got to bang it out. Especially if it's silver so that's, hair, John Slack. <coughs> that's, you know, that's here for me. Yeah. That's, Get a taste of his slattery. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sounds gross. So, um... That's kind of that. So then Will exits out... <laughs> Revealed brother comes out from the bedroom after Will leaves. 
He's dressed in a kimono for some reason. He says it's really comfortable, and then there's this whole bat, get, bit about it being Will's, right? Like, then it's Will's robe, it looks like Grace's, and then it's Will's. <laughs> um, next bit, though, I've written down is the hat lawyer thing. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, I have Will, uh, being that it's 1999, I have it that Will's taken to the internet to lure his victims. Yeah. And that maybe he <laughs> is the, uh, kind of the, the start of, like, the Craigslist serial killers and that kind of thing. He pioneered the movement. <laughs> That's true. Um, because he's talking to a, 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 a dentist on there. I can't remember the exact screen name. Will's is Hat Lawyer, because Hot Lawyer was taken. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Straight <laughs> <laughs> up stupid ass. What's <laughs> your name? Uh, uh, just retarded shit like that. Um, but again, that's just kind of the whole part of the storyline that's not all that important in the long run. Um, oh, also, Grace has pastries. What? Grace has pastries. Oh, that's like have on that Grace's pastries. Uh, that and like she a wants sexual to tell thing. Will. Huh? That and she wants to tell Will. Yeah, so she wants to I tell Will. Footloose the musical. What? Footloose the musical. That gets referenced. Yeah, yeah. So that is a thing that happened. I don't know much about it, but I think it was just like a, tried to be like a Broadway version of Footloose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we should probably maybe find like a clip of that later or something. I'm sure it's probably oh, hysterical. I, I thought it was funny though that whenever he makes that joke about the Footloose musical, she does that weird overlap, and he's instantly like, "You had sex." <laughs> as soon as she does the overlap at the terrible joke, he's like, "All right, hold on, you're too happy." Right. So um, well, that's because Karen has the same, does the same thing, too, yeah. in the scene. Because that, that's what I really want to get to. Karen just this looks scene, at her. Because this is the Spice Girls thing he's talking about. In yeah. the next scene, I have, it's the coat that she's wearing. I have it written down. It looks like she has, like, a, uh, she's wearing a coat that looks like it's, like, worn from, like, the skin of, like, a Sesame Street character. Like, <laughs> the skin of Oscar the Grouch. Like, I don't... <laughs> And like little furry, like like little little furry muff sleeves. <laughs> muff sleeves. He just can't quit saying muff. I don't know what's going on. Stop it. Oh, I mean, is it really all that different? It's, it's just kind of a spin on your catchphrase. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how Michael's always going. You know, oh, I'm Michael. Rough, rough, rough. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's not a fucking catchphrase. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's. So she that makes a. <laughs> Karen guesses everything, and uh, she makes her swear on her jewelry that she won't tell anybody. Which is the <laughs> only thing that she holds dear, apparently, because she said, "What was it?" She said her kids. Uh, <coughs> her, what was, what was it? <coughs> she names off like four or five things, right? Yeah, but I don't have them written down. I don't either. The only thing that I have written down is that she swears on her jewelry. Yeah, my <coughs> notes pick up again when Jack comes in there. <laughs> when he looks like he's a member of the NWA? Is that... Yeah, I just... he So Jack comes in late in the scene. He's Grace is... 
He's wearing all black. He's got sunglasses on. He's wearing a black beat. Like, I mean, he looks the black like he's beanie, a straight yeah. up 90s, like, rap group. Like, that's exactly. what he looks like he's a part of. And he's, and so, yeah, he's wearing this little <laughs> beanie. And the, the next thing I have, too, was that uh, Karen, her little Karen comment for that was, Honey, what's with the cap? Your hair having a dip, doing a dip, dippity dippity, or a dippity don't, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, dippity don't. <laughs> uh, um, uh, the best part though is the so before Grace exited, she kind of told Karen about the whole situation with the brother, and then so told her not to tell anybody. And then, basically, and Jack's all depressed that he's 30, and that's why he's dressed like that. Um, so he's acting real mopey, he's acting like his life is over, he's just super old. And um, in that, uh, though, Karen's like, oh, I have a bit of gossip I can tell you to cheer you up. And, but she's like, oh, wait, I can't tell you, I promised I wouldn't say anything. And so they do this bit where it's like charades, charades yeah, and They're it's both basically awful at charades. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's the first one is you know first word is grace, and to act out grace, she takes she goes in the back and she gets a mop, a red a, mop, a red yeah. mop, a book of fabrics, and she goes. <laughs> That's what I had written down to. Just yeah. so much prop work. And uh, Jack gets it immediately, and then she does a humping motion, so it's Grace is uh, humping, and then for the last, she just says it. Yeah. She just says, ah, Sam. screw it, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's how she tells Jack, but I just love the way that, and he's, when she goes, and Jack goes, oh my God, Grace is having sex with Sam, this is incredible. He goes, oh, I'm young again. <laughs> he's all and excited. And they do the belly bump. The valley bomb, because that's where you go. That's where the fondling happens, is Grace's office. There's not yeah. any work being done there, but there's a lot of fondling happening in that office. <laughs> there's some good ass grabbing going on down there. <laughs> and then my there's next an impression note. that was topical when that episode was made. <laughs> and my next note after, the, uh, after that scene. Will, brother, next victim. Yeah, well, I know it. Yeah, see, because there's no point to keep him around. He's a terrible person. Mm-hmm. So in that next scene, that's when it's um, this is all revealed. Ah, there's a spider on the wall. Yeah, little guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck that little. Fuck guy. that little she guy. Um, this is the next scene though. This is when uh. Will and his brother like come back from the gym or wherever the hell they were. They're dressed like they're at the gym, and uh, basically it's like you met somebody, um, I met somebody. I don't know. The thing of it is, in this scene, I don't remember how it really comes up because the whole thing is that anybody, both of them, it's they can be detected that they had sex. And I guess everybody can just smell sex on the two of them. I don't know what they were doing, but, um, and so in that, uh, um, 
It's the thing I have written down here is the the toothbrush gag. Will's brushing his teeth when he puts two and two together and figures out that Grace and his brother are banging, and they, it, there's a big laugh from the studio audience in there because Will reacts with his mouth full of toothpaste as if that's just like this hilarious bit. Yeah. And for a show like you said, there's a lot of prop work and big physical bits. Why they're trying to play the fact that he's like talking with his mouth full of toothpaste off is like a huge physical comedy. I just didn't really get, you know. <laughs> like they, I feel like they could have done more with that moment. They, but they just kind of pawned it off on the toothpaste gag. Um, I feel like it's also like a serial killer thing because he's like foaming at the mouth. He's yeah. like uh-huh. such a such a rabid. So serial it's symbolic. Killer. Yeah. Interesting. The way he's holding the take. toothbrush. Jake. And touching on something here, but I do urge you to take precautions after this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to watch my back. I'm just, you know, this is all speculation. I'm just asking questions. Oh, a chest full of disguises. Just asking questions about what all this shit means. Well, you can dress like Travis. Connecting these dots. (laughs) Travis. Oh, yeah. My dots, I still see Travis. Yeah, we're gonna have to have <laughs> back on with you, with you again. <laughs> oh, did we even reference Travis in the last episode? In that last one you were on? I have no idea. Well, we're gonna have to have Travis on sometime. <laughs> you guys stay tuned. He's always really lively. Because he is the best. Um, he actually is one of the producers on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts oh. to like a him in the corner with like a little clipboard and his microphone. Stedman. Um. So yeah, now Will has another reason to be pissed at his brother because he's he's a shitty brother. Um, and then uh, and he messed with uh, his toys. Yeah, so that's, again, what I have written down. So, yeah, that's in the fight, true. Will's pissed, and he's getting territorial over Grace, and he literally says, once again, this is a childhood all over again, you messed with my toys, basically. Essentially kind of shedding light that he kind of does just look at Grace, and I think people in general, as his playthings. Yeah. Um, and so Grace is, again, offended by that, because when Will just lets these things, these shitty comments slip about Grace, the same thing he did in the last episode. Oh, if I was straight, I would never marry Grace. Or when he just goes on the tangent with the landlord that he killed, the British guy. Yeah. You know, before he killed him and he went, you know. <laughs> um, can we also talk about, real quick, um, the starfish necklace? I'm just going to jump to that. I know we didn't really finish the scene, but I really... It was so upsetting to me. It looked like something a child, like, made in art class and, like, gave to her mom. And it just was so out of place. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I didn't notice it. She was wearing a pink, like, plastic starfish on her neck. And the black dress in the office scene that comes up in a minute there... Mm. It literally, it's, it, I have to show it to you. Like, it just, it looks like something, like, a child made. Like, when I used to take old toys and drill holes in them and put fishing line on them and call them ornaments, with, you know, or whatever for the Christmas tree, that kind of thing. Or just, like, spaghetti necklace. 
but it's a pink starfish regardless. <laughs> right. Even if you thought like it's it looked tough. like it's like that is such a bad choice. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> um so again, uh there's that other yeah, so I'm jumping ahead to this office scene because there's the great right. booby bit too. <laughs> or she calls her along. What? Or she calls her Mulan. Yeah. What is that? So that's what I have written down, the Mulan, but I couldn't catch, I didn't write it down quick enough to remember the thing that Karen said to Grace. You have that? Uh, Karen just made a joke about her hair being like a froofy ball. Yeah, something like that. And then, yeah, Grace said, oh, yeah, you're one to talk because Milan. And this is the scene where Karen is wearing, like, the roses blouse, right? To, and like, she has, like, her hair up with chopsticks. Yeah, and exactly. And also, I guess around that time, that movie just had come out recently, too, probably. So. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so she's doing this whole bit where she just keeps saying, so touching boobies and, and boobies and Grace she just keeps saying the word over and over again I can't even remember how it starts what she said but I loved it <laughs> she said um, I think you went with Sam because he is the version of Will that will touch your boobies yeah exactly and then yeah so and then she said yeah it's fine sometimes you just want to get your boobies touched and yeah. like all this and every just, woman <laughs> likes to have her boobies touched and she yeah. just goes like yeah she just keeps saying like she just keeps saying she just like, keeps like, saying boobies and Grace is like stop saying boobies and she's like boobies she's, and then at the end she just gets one last one in there so <laughs> it's kind of like somebody else saying love right <laughs> <laughs> that is true That's the last one. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Oh, um, I do have two. uh, Well, the return of the dog. We see the dog again. I can't remember the dog's name. I can't uh, either. But yeah, right when Jack tells Will that he thinks that he's uh, jealous because he can't sleep with her. Yeah, so basically they're both having this conversation (laughs) on both ends again. But we do get to see the dog, which is awesome. Yeah, the dog's back. I don't know. I'm happy about it. I like that dog. (laughs) It reminds me of Joey. I like yeah, Jake like, well, like Joey. Yeah, Jake said that actually when we were watching. He goes, oh, another Joey. And Joey was like, what you say? That's what I'm fucking saying, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> that dog doesn't have the star power I have. <laughs> I could be like that dog. <laughs> Put me on TV. Yeah. Sad thing is that uh, dog probably isn't coming back for the, well, the reboot because no. it's dead. <laughs> oh, no. More than likely. He's I don't want to talk about it. No dead dogs on this podcast. No dead dogs. (laughs) If we were going to do it, we should have gotten it out of the way at the beginning, like the John Wick podcast. Well, it's like like that Frasier reboot ideas. It's like you can't do it because of the dog. That dog is definitely long dead. That Frasier idea (laughs) now. This Frasier reboot? I don't think so. We're stuffing that dog and we're going to drag it around the set. <laughs> Grandpa won't be the, know the difference because he's like 90 years old. He's all dementia out and shit. Um, I also love it when Jack does these little asides to Will's unseen assistant. Al, we're going to need some Pepto-Bismol in here. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't get how the straights do it with all their hoo-hahs and their whatnots. <laughs> yes, someday I'll teach you those yeah. words. That was, that was a priceless line. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, again... Call your brother is what, uh... It's the last note I have. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, call your brother... So that's how it wraps up. So Will and Grace make up, essentially. Right. Um, as always, just like they did over the whole you're the star in the relationship thing. And then uh but they uh they're gonna watch a movie. Um or well Will tells them he wants to watch a new lifetime movie, the one where uh, you know, I'm not leaving town without my daughter, but don't kill me because you have a drinking problem. Yes. <laughs> Which I thought was a pretty good bit. Yeah. Um and so he goes into bed or whatever to get changed and uh the brother shows up at the door unannounced. What a dick. Um, and kind of hits on Grace again. Yep. Uh, can't let it go. And then you hear Grace be respectful and turn, turn him down. And in the corner, you see Will come out and overhear this interaction. And you see him smile and shake his head. And then we don't see the brother again. Yep. And I think he got rid of him. I think he knew it was best. I think he didn't need the brother. He had grace now. Yep. Maybe, you know, the brother didn't approve of his killing. And, you know, grace was there to pick up the pieces of the dead bodies. (laughs) And now the brother... Things have been fast in this first season with him killing people. The brother's going in the vent. Yeah. (laughs) Or in the frame. (laughs) I want to do more exploration on those picture frames. You're right, maybe they're no, patients of victims. Oh, well, maybe that's where Harrison is right now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. If you're out there, if you're listening to this, contact us. We want to help. <laughs> any information. Serial <laughs> killer Eric McCormick. The NBC white tennis shoe conspiracy. <laughs> Or the whereabouts of Harrison Garcia. Please contact us. <laughs> um, hashtag killing grace. Hashtag, hashtag killing grace. So yeah, I don't think we're going to be seeing John Slattery in the reboot, because he's dead. Just dead, dead, dead. Anything else on this? Okay. Uh, not really. Awesome. Well, I guess that's yeah, that one. That. So... Fishing report. Favorite shitty outfit. We've got some good ones. We got the Dalmatian coat starlet one. We have the starfish ne- ne- necklace that enraged me. We have Karen's Mulan outfit. Um, we also have Debbie Grace's, Reynolds mink. What? We also have Grace's uh, weird coat thing that she was wearing. The weird coat ring. The Spice Girls transition. Yeah, yeah that was so, my favorite. <laughs> the Spice Girls transition. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw my vote out for the starfish necklace. I'm gonna. What do you think? It's gonna. It's gonna make it a three way tie. So nobody's gonna win, but. Uh, Jack's uh, NWA outfit just yeah. cracks me up. It was pretty good. It's like, what the fuck is he wearing? I don't know why he decided to just... <coughs> 30, this is how I dress. This is how I dress when I'm 30? Like, yeah, what the fuck is, is that? Yeah. It was I'm going to go from Connecticut gay to <laughs> NWA. He's, right. It was what he decided. His style was going to evolve, too. Which makes no sense. 
Is that your own? So they didn't say that on the but, show, right? Connecticut well, gay to end I just feel like that's Jack's style is Connecticut, Connecticut gay. <laughs> to NWA, though, I just like the, the... That's like a joke that would be on the show. Yeah. Connecticut gay to NWA. You should get, yeah. get a still... You can get that with something Karen's... You've gone from Connecticut gay to NWA, honey. <laughs> something like that. It's just... <laughs> All right, so as the show becomes an ensemble, so do these is the award. So, um, Jake, anything you got coming up? You got new faces tomorrow, but this won't be out till next week. Um, so hopefully, um, right now just uh, come see me at uh, Don't Wake Dad. It's uh, Evan Johnson and Dylan Dean's showcase, The Grilling Boys. At Hooked on Colfax. That's uh, June 17th, I believe. That's uh, Saturday. And uh, hopefully I keep going through the New Faces contest. Nice. So I'll have future dates going for that, hopefully. So, uh, yeah. Hit me up on Facebook and Twitter at Jake Camber. Is there, like, an official site? Is there a site that has, like, an official list of, like, who moves on in the New Faces or anything like that? Is there, like, uh, I mean, I'll announce it and shit like that. Okay. Like, it'll be announced. Okay. Yeah, Perfect. people will know. Perfect. That information will be out there. Okay. Good, good deal. For the people to find. We just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Right. Nice. End the episode down here. <laughs> yeah, it was another fun episode. Really. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was a lot of fun. I'm definitely seeing uh, how the show is pretty fun. <laughs> like, yeah. See how people can get into it. <laughs> they, have a good, yeah, they have a good dynamic. It's a lot of good hey, watch humor. Appreciate it. A lot that. of rapid. Yeah, rapid fire. So you can get They're like just a roasting each other a lot. They it's really are. It's really just like making a, fun of each other. <laughs> it's like a side plot to them just Being ripping weird. on each other's lives, basically. Yeah. Just showing like gay people are like everyone else. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, we rip on each other just like part. everyone else. <laughs> now, Wells taking to the internet. <laughs> you know, I made the jacket thing, the Lone Grace thing. Yes, sir. Thank you. I was so angry. God, no so much rage in you. Um, no manners. Put the disc back in and right. <laughs> retire for the next disc. <laughs> Jake, <laughs> you want to take us out on this? If you've done your Karen voice before, how about okay. you want to take us out on this one as, as Matt Zukas? Matt Zukas. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, I'll just say that, uh, this, this show is bonkers. <laughs> That's all Perfect. All right, well, next week we got, uh, yours, mine, or ours, and Seeker and Lay's. I don't know what we'll be smoking, but as always, you'll want to be smoking what we're smoking.